what happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Jeet Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Jeek Nation probably brings to you its third episode of Breaking Ring Rust with JT, Ray, and yours truly, Rockin' Mr. Magic. Gentlemen, what is going on? <clears throat> Wait a minute. I thought this was called What Didn't Happen on Wednesday. <laughs> well, well, first, I want to say welcome back to Ray. And before you, and, and let's just set the record straight. Despite whatever Matt said about him the past week, he, he just because he's a Hispaniard, he was not doing the 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 methamphetamine or as they call it the Hawaiian ice. He was not riding the heroin horse. No, he was helping. All, he 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 was he was helping. He was he was helping Bree train for her comeback. He caught an Eric kick to the head. They got him hooked on Percocets. We just need to get him a little time, and now he's 12-stepped his way back to us. Ray, welcome back. Great to have you back, buddy. Thank you, thank you, but meth is definitely a white drug. Um, I was addicted to other substances, you know, and I was hanging with Elliot, but I'm back. Well, when I, was watching, when I was watching Breaking Bad, it wasn't always a white drug, so. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is, but, you know, I digress. It's a wrestling show, not a drug show, which is, uh well, that's a different story. But thank you for the welcome back. Yeah. It's not like I haven't seen Matt all week, but you know. You love seeing me. <laughs> it's fun times. Matt has a run in and Ray just exposed our business. Normally we record on Wednesday, but you know, <laughs> Ray, Ray had to meet with his parole officer that day. So that's true. Yeah. So now we're doing it on a Friday night. Because if not, you know, I would have been viewing the big boss man close up. Yeah. Or, or you would have been rooming with nails. That's true. And he would have given yeah. me the knife stick. Ray, Ray and I are, are, are just running our mouths here because Matt had a run in here. And he's dealing with that right now. Wait, he has the runs? Well, no. No, he had a run in, you know. Uh, and, and and no, he, th- he was almost clear, but no. Okay. I, I, I thought you said he had the Hershey swords, and I was like, "Oh, all right, that makes sense." Well, yesterday was National Taco Day, so that would explain why. <laughs> that is true. And if he had Taco Bell, he'd be on the toilet for the next time. Hey, hey, I've had Taco morning. Bell the past two days. Yeah, so. that's why. That's why you couldn't be here on Wednesday to record because your, your Taco Bell habit is your Baja Blast that you had last week. I had Baja Blast this week too. Terrible, Sorry to terrible. hear that. Love me some Baja Blast. Best drink in the world. Wish they still sold it at Walmart. Oh, my God. Go to segment one here. Let's talk about promotions that we watched this week. I know Ray was slacking, and he said he was going to watch some. So, Ray, start us off. What what did you watch between now and yesterday? (laughs) Oh, my God. I watched so much. The end segment of Raw, 10 minutes I watched this week, and it was freaking awesome. And it made me miss 20 years ago. And uh, I can't wait for... What is it? Six, 
what is it? Seven hours from now when I go watch Super Showdown? Live are you, you going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and watch Super? Hell no, then I can't fast forward the garbage. I'll wait until I get up. I, I, I think I might actually get up and, and watch it. Yeah, but then you can't fast forward it. Well. Yeah, I get up around 8, so. Well, no, it's Saturday. I'll probably be up at like 7, 7.30, so. I'll be two hours into it. So that should be like the Shield match. So I can fast forward that. You know, I, I'm really surprised that Vince doesn't have like some type of setting built into WWE Network that you can't fast forward Roman Reigns matches. Uh, don't give him any ideas. I thought those were your favorites. What to do? You know, it's funny because I, I watched WrestleMania last year and I fell asleep during the main event. And I still haven't watched it. Uh, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> no, and 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 I, I wish I hadn't seen the subsequent rematches. These are just one big giant match just stretched out over, you know. I definitely plan on going to WrestleMania this year, so hopefully I don't fall asleep in the stands. Well, that's what Matt and I were talking about the other day is how, how the three of us need to go to WrestleMania. You know? That would be awesome. Yeah. It would be awesome. Um, I just need awesome type money. <laughs> that's the problem. It costs awesome money to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, well, I know Matt- my wife. My wife's on board. We we got our we we're gonna dress up for WrestleMania. So it should be funny. Oh, that would be dope. All right, JT. What did you watch this week outside of uh, what you what you said earlier? Outside of what I said earlier. Yeah. Wait, what earlier did he say week? earlier? Well, what did I say earlier? I forget now. That's why I said what I said earlier. <laughs> well, of course, I continued to watch the May Young Classic. Watch the 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 second round. Um, and, and agreed with half the decisions that they made. Um, and so, uh, looking forward to the rest of it. Uh, glad to see what they're doing with, uh, the progress of women's wrestling. Um, but some of the people they're, they're pushing, I don't see an upside in. Okay. Like, like who? Just give a short example. Um, I, I, I don't really see the, uh, at least with, when they had the match between Lacey Lane and, uh, Tyna Arcanti, um, of the two of them, I see more of an upside with Tyna. Okay. Um, and I, if I'm booking, uh, I'm going, one's much more experienced, one's more crisp, one's been around longer, one has a better gimmick, one's less sloppy in the ring. She's the one I'm going to push. Um, and that's not who they're going with, you know. Uh, right, because you know, Scott Hall tweeted about how much of a mark he is for Lacey Wayne. And, uh, you know, I it, I just haven't seen anything from Lacey that makes me want to watch her anymore. Uh, you know, there when I watch these things, is it's usually when I become a fan of someone. And, uh, and I just... Um, you you know she hasn't connected with me. It, it it she she it shows that she's green and it it the passion that she shows is almost like I'm being passionate because I'm supposed to. Mm. Okay, so you you feel it it feels a bit forced with her, right? And at the same time, I I I I didn't agree with them not putting Mercedes through. 
Um, I know she's facing a Japanese legend, but someone I feel is more uh, towards the twilight of their career and has less of an upside. I think Mercedes Martinez has a few good years left in her and mm-hmm. could be someone that they could develop into possibly a trainer, um, more of a mentor, someone who's really been around and seen things. Um, and I just think she's amazing in the ring uh, and can work heel or baby face um, and just has just an aura about her. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't see what they don't see in her. Um, That's a fair assessment. Uh, I, I could go either way with that one, but I think you make now, a really strong point there. At, at the same time, I, I mean, they, I thought they did perfectly uh, in, in the Rhea Ripley, uh, Casey Catanzaro match. I thought they did the perfect David and Goliath match um, where you had Casey Catanzaro going out and showing how athletic she is um, because she is an amazing athlete. But at the same time, she's very uh, green. No one can dispute her athleticism. She proved that on American Ninja Warrior. She has the the legit athletic background. And she's going out, and you can tell when she's doing this, she really loves what she's doing. Oh, yeah. She's enjoying it, and she's doing stuff. And she's been training, like, I think less than a year. And she's pulling off some, some, some... pretty advanced moves around the world DDT she pulled off the other night. Um, you know, I, I'm like, wow. Yeah, she had a botch, um, but I'm like, the botch that she did, I, I've seen Rey Mysterio botch that move. Yeah, she, she's you super know. green. Like, that's, right. that's a passable yeah. botch. Yeah, that's a passable botch. You know, she didn't trip on her own feet diving out of the ropes, Brie. Um, you know, <laughs> she... Botch mode! Right. So she, you know... I'm like, this girl, man, she's got a great upside to it, but they told the story. They made it believable. She, she, she's breaking down the giant. She's going and doing all this stuff. And then she just, and then she's so close. And then she comes up that much short, but she, but she, she looked good in losing. And that's how you tell the story. Definitely. Um, and, and so that to me was like, I had no complaints about that. Um, I'm blanking on what the other match was, but I completely agreed with it as well. Cool. Uh, well, on my end, I watched a whole hodgepodge of things. I watched the uh, Jay Lethal Osprey match from Ring of Honor from Death, Death Before Dishonor. I watched the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Young Bucks for the uh, tag titles. I watched uh, Cody and Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. And I watched two episodes of Wow, and which Ray and I talked about a little bit yesterday. And what else did I watch? I watched a couple of segments from Raw, um, the uh, HBK, Taker, Kane, and Triple H segment in particular. Um, what else did I watch? What do you think HBK's new do? Oh, it's awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, my, my heart hurts. Go ahead, Ray. It's just horrible. But I think he had that hair surgery. So I think that's why he's bald right now. So we'll see in like two years when he's a uh, pool headed hair again. Randy Orton, Chavo style. My heart hurts. Like my childhood is I'm officially old. Like, oh my God, Sean's hair is gone and the the you know, Hogan esque do rag. Oh, it's terrible. You can't be a heartbreak kid if you're bald. I'm sorry. No offense, JT. Exactly. Like, I mean, 
Oh, I, I know it's the gimmick and it's never going to go away, but yeah, just, you know, we have to start, stop calling him Heartbreak Kid and just stick with, you know, Icon Showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania stuff. Well, well, I thought they said stop calling him the Heartbreak Kid once he was like 40. <laughs> so that was a 20 years ago. They should have stopped calling him that then. Well, well at not least at least 20 years ago. At least yeah. then he still kind of looked good enough where you could kind of, you know, get away with it because he looked younger. Well, we're not going to say that, but, you know, well, they still call Rick for the nature boy. So I guess he could be a kid, you know. Exactly. But, right. And, and I saw a picture of Flair today and man, Ooh. that nature's caught up to that boy. Woo. Yeah. That, yeah. If then Flair turns 70 this year. So hard 70. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed watching, uh, especially the tag match between the Bucks and the Gorillas. Excellent, excellent match. The Gorillas are great in tag, as Tama and Tonga both suck individually. But um, they're a great tag. The Bucks, of course, just did a phenomenal job, especially Matt selling the back injury. Um, it was it was an excellent match. They dropped the titles to the Gorillas. Spoiler alert for anyone who didn't see it. Um, but it was a it was a fantastic match, and really furthering the story of the Bullet Club OGs, the firing squad against the you know, the elite members of Bullet Club, uh, much better than any uh, NWO Black and White versus Wolfpack battle. What? Wait, no, 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 you didn't like Red Face Sting. I love Sting, but like but the Red. Tomato Sting looked terrible. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 actually, I, I, I. I, being that I wasn't as big of a fan of the crow sting as everyone else did, I kind of liked when he went red faced and was part of the Wolfpack because I was a big Wolfpack fan. So, yo, 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 let me speak on this. But no, but I mean, because when you had Luger and Nash and Sting and, you know, I guess Conan at times, you know. Luger was horrible for the NWA Wolfpack. Luger was cool at the time. You're, you're looking at it through through retrospective eyes. At the time, Luger was hot. I mean, he had just beaten Hogan for the title. And, yeah, I've know. never been a Lex Luger fan, though, so I can't. I'm not biased. You know. Hey, you can't see it, but I'm drawing. I'm drawing lines with my finger. I'm drawing lines with my finger, and my thumb is sticking out. Uh, maybe we'll get you a USA bus and you can travel the country. You know, uh, the thing is, when people that, that remember him from that don't don't remember him from Crockett Promotions, and he actually cut some some decent promos. And I don't know whether Dusty sat down and wrote them out for him or what. But he would talk about when it's all said and done, the storybook career of the total package is ri- is written down and. You know, and he would give these great cocky heel promos, and I don't know whether it was Flair or somebody else writing them for him, but it, those were he, – he actually had some good, you know he, – he actually cut some good stories back then. Yeah. What's next on the agenda, let's say? We're going to push it or bury it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let's discuss right. the kid-centric modes of the video game you didn't open yet. Yeah, yeah, which I will unbox later. And, um, I, I don't really know anything about this. I just, um, cause I'm not, and I'm not going to use any of them either. So, 
You're not going to use big head mode? No. Okay. You're not going to use the box mode, which is ridiculously stupid? No. See, my problem is, is, well, it was like six, seven years ago, they took all the fun out of it. Like when it was that fast paced SmackDown game and they're like, oh, we're going to make it a simulator and it's going to be more like a real wrestling match. First of all, nobody wants that. Second, now you're, you're putting all these gimmicks in that nobody gives two shits about. And we're supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be a wrestling simulator, but yet Undertaker's head is as big as the arena. It's just pointless. It's dumb. It's like 1990s video game garbage that you don't need. Well, I like that it's more realistically paced. That part I actually like. That I dig. And I love that the graphics are, are almost like watching wrestling. That I, that I really, uh, appreciate. However, what I don't, you know, um, as, and, and I, and I've heard a lot about a lot of the new enhancements. Um, I like having the new characters. The reason I got this, the, the, you know, the big addition was because of a lot of the accoutrements, if you will, that came with it. Yeah, it's a Ric Flair edition. Who wouldn't want that? Right. That's what I want. And so, and plus it kind of gives you a lot of stuff without having to buy them additionally. So it's like, okay, I'll go ahead and get this. Um, and it gets your Ric Flair in a suit. That's better than any. Right. Well, plus, yeah, it's got the Funko pop with it. So, and I like Funko pops. So, and, and this one's a Funko pop pop. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So I would bury the kid centric mode. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the game itself, I'm sure, will be the same in the last three years, so it should be all right. All right, so let's see. Moving on. Next on the list is Chris Jericho to appear in Impact after Bound for Glory. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. So Me as well. Um, and it should be interesting, especially because Jericho has kind of said he would never appear for TNA. So, um, and I guess they're not TNA anymore or whatever, but... Um, I don't. I don't think he's gonna do it. I think it's just them trying to get a rating. Yeah, I. I that's one of those things that you know, if it happens, I'll believe it. Um, till then, you know. I mean, it's not gonna do anything for them. They're they're gonna be dead soon anyway. So. I, I just don't see why he would appear there when he's already appearing in New Japan and. Uh, you know, working with, it, I think if he's going to appear anywhere that's another U.S. promotion, it would be Ring of Honor. But I don't think he would want to appear anywhere as this another U.S. promotion because it would upset Vince. Exactly, he can get a payday for the salty thing. He's not going to. He's not that stupid. Right. There, there's nothing he could bring the, to Impact that you know would save it or. Light up. Yeah, I doubt they could pay him for what Vince would pay in a year, what Vince would pay him for just a one-off major appearance. Exactly. He'd be dumb to do it. Plus TNA's garbage, so. Or whatever the fuck they're called this week. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, they, they changed their names more than P. Diddy, so. <laughs> I tried to watch it. I, I kind of dig the uh, Sue Young, the dead, like, bridesmaid or whatever. She's a bride. And she's like the Undertaker zombie or something. But other than that, like, but I, but they just did a bride last year with 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 Chelsea Green. So, I mean, 
I think they're 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 pretty much done. The rumors of them with uh, going to WWE for a deal to go in the network just tells me that in the next three years WWE is going to own them completely. So, which wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. No, um, and it'll be good for them to have the the missing years. I'm sure they'll still act like Ric Flair never wrestled for them. So. The the best thing that what could be something really interesting, and this is kind of fantasy booking, is you know, uh, you know, what if you know, what if WWE doesn't buy them, but what if Ring of Honor buys them, gets their tape library, gets their footage, gets their everything, gets kind of their history, and then you have another promotion kind of building up uh, another collection. Would it make that much of a difference? Probably not, but it would be interesting to see someone else kind of trying to start to create another uh, catalog out there. Yeah, but because is, then, is, does the Ring of Honor have enough money, though, to buy them? Sinclair Broadcasting does. Yeah, true. But we'll, the, I guess the main question is, why would they want them? I, I mean, I could probably look through my couch cushions and find enough money to buy Impact at this point. That's true. Ouch, that's a burn right there. Yeah. So the next thing on push or burn is punishment Martinez coming to WWE. I know nothing about punishment. So, but apparently he's a cousin of mine since we have the same last name. So, yeah, I heard that rumor, but he denied knowing you. Probably. We don't all know each other, Matt. Do you know of, buddy? (laughs) Are you and Mark Henry brothers, Matt? Not we don't have Mark Henry and I don't have the same last name. Yeah, but you got the same look, so what's the difference? That's a big difference. <laughs> and actually with the beard trimmed, I actually look more like Jerome Bettis than Mark Henry. <laughs> I'm not as dark as Mark Henry. Mark Henry is deep dark sexual chocolate. I'm more in the uh middle. Milk yeah, chocolate? No, he's more like a honey chestnut. <laughs> no, he's darker than a honey chestnut. No, you are a honey. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Mark Henry's way too dark. Yeah, he's he's an almond joy. Yes, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. And but punishment. I, I, he's, well, I've watched Punishment's work and Ring of Honor. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, kind of I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have to look him up. He, he, well, he had a really nice match with Jeff Cobb when he dropped the TV title. Um, I don't know, maybe a week ago, but. It was a death before dishonor, so it was like a week ago. Uh, really, really enjoyable worker. I saw him have a very entertaining segment with Caprice Coleman on Coleman's pulpit, uh, which gave me some hope that he will be able to be entertaining, you know, on the mic as well as in vignettes and uh, backstage segments. I, I think he's got a lot of potential now. They say he's 6'6", he's not that big, but He's definitely got some girth to him, some height to him, and uh, I, th- I think he's pretty talented. Well, I'll say this. WWE has done a great job with Ring of Honor talent in NXT. Yeah, yeah but after but that. They, yeah, after that, that's kind of fallen off. Right. Well, that's why I prefaced it by saying yeah. in NXT. I, uh, I guess, I guess you would, no, I guess I was going to say it. Especially the homegrown Ring of Honor talent, you know. Yeah, I mean, he just needs Jay Lethal. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to do anything with Jay Lethal. Jay won't go because I don't, I don't think they do anything with Jay Lethal because of what he's gotten over the most for. Yeah, but yeah. that would be the best thing. But I don't, don't think they want to do anything with that. Yeah, well, they're they're missing a great opportunity. But I, I, but that's Vince for you. I think Vince will put a personal vendetta over making money every time. You know, or at least certain vendettas. Obviously, he's gone back and 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 you know, put you know personal feelings aside to make money. But there are just some things, and it seems, in in a lot of cases, Savage is one of them. You know, well, he he brought Hogan back again. So and again and again and again and, and now again, flared multiple times. I I haven't seen Hogan on WWE TV. He's back in the intro like six times. So. They're promoting the NWO uh, reunion for two hundred dollars in Orlando. Yeah, which which to me is just ridiculous. The idea to pay two hundred dollars to get a photo up with those guys. Yeah, well, I think I think one hundred and fifty of it goes to Hogan, and then Scott Hall and Kevin Nash <laughs> share the other fifty. Yeah. Uh, and and I think uh, Scott Hall uh, has to give about eighty percent of what he does to to Jake Roberts. So <laughs> that's true. The photo op I'm looking I'm looking at getting some photo ops next year at the NWA Fan Fest in Charlotte. That's what I want to get some photo ops at. You don't stand up and scream. It's real to me, right? No, and <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't in Charlotte. Just for the record, and that guy wasn't standing up. He was sitting down. Well, you couldn't tell the difference. But no, that. But I I, I do well know what you're talking about, and and that's one of those things where you're just like, okay, bro, I get what you're saying, but you know, you're you're crying, and people are videotaping this. (laughs) You know, pretty much. Uh, Generally, anytime I go to a wrestling event, which there's one uh, next Sunday in Allentown, but anytime I go to a wrestling event, there's still those people who still believe it's real which you know still gets me to this day but you know they hey they want to keep the kayfabe alive you know everyone has their little hopes you know maybe to them kayfabe is like santa claus i don't i don't know uh, so there we go he's bringing them you know the gifts of uh gifts of that should mind. that that should be our first shirt kayfabe is like santa claus there we go kayfabe equals santa claus instead of going to wrestlemania we should hit up uh pplnl next sunday i may do that. I was supposed to be in New York City, but that's not going to work out. So it's only we get the twenty bucks uh, seats and then just move down because nobody ever comes to that shit. I do it every time I go there. there there's no point in paying full price at a house show. Nobody goes to them anymore. Some people go. You know, it's it's enjoyable. Nothing wrong with. It. I mean, the I mean NXT ran a house show. Um, in Bethlehem at the Staple Arena of, uh, around May, I think it was. And I know a bunch of people that went to that. I mean, how shows are. No, they ran at the Sands. Uh, they don't use Staple anymore. Oh, that's right. It was. Yeah, there is Sands. Yeah. And yeah. Sands, you can't move up in the Sands. They don't fill the PPNL for, uh, uh, a house show. I wish they would do a Raw there, but they're not going to fill it for a house show. It's too small for, probably too small for a Raw anyway. No, it sits about 16. It, it was, 16,000? It's, it's either 13 or, it's 14 no, or 16. It, no, but it's they, not that big. 
They're big enough for a roll. It's not. It's not. The Hold on, I'm gonna put that in my Google machine because um, the Iron Pigs is still has the max capacity for any arena in this area, and that's ten thousand at a max, and that's people standing out, you know, in the freaking outf, you know, in the, in the behind the outfield. Okay, well, it says for concerts, it would be 10500 That's uh, a stretch. It, no, because I was there for Ozzy, and it was they, they packed them in like sardines. It doesn't list for wrestling. It says that capacity is um, for hockey with standing room is 9046 For concerts, it's 10500 they and can make that look football, nice. eight thousand five hundred. So I would assume you could get if you can if for a concert where you have a big stage and stuff, that's probably gonna be comparable what you can get for wrestling. So they could probably do a raw if they wanted to there. I just doubt they would say they'd want to be saying we're live from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. Uh, Listen, I went to Monday Night Raw and at Stable Arena, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and they haven't really been back since. No, but that was in their their shit days. But right. yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go to Pennsylvania, I mean, they're gonna they'd much rather say we're in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh or even State College. Just because Jared likes going State College, that's actually the name of a town here. Yes, he keeps we're not too far from over and over. We're not too far from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. That just that's true name of a town here in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Well, they go to Altoona. I mean, why can't they go to Allentown? Well, they don't run Raw out of Altoona. They even run SmackDown there. I mean, come on, it's Altoona. I think oh, yeah, that's true. it's Altoona Johnstown. There's like Smackdown, fifty so. people there. They could at least give us a SmackDown then. At I think a SmackDown could be at the PPNL Center. I could see that. I mean, last house found one, and it was about thirty percent capacity. So, or even just, or like we were talking about NXT. Even NXT could definitely run at PPNL Center. I think uh, a good NXT taping would be would look good there. Especially if you give, especially in, if you give in the NXT, game. they're running Sans. Yeah, Sans what, has the more NXT live. See, I, I, oh, I, I think it could, I think it could work. Well, speaking of NXT, yeah. is uh, Matt Riddle the next big thing to hit NXT? They're certainly pushing him that way on their social media, um, and he's definitely an indie darling. Um, and that's something that NXT fans seem to love. Um, you know, it, and he fits in with what they have been moving towards more with signing people like Ricochet, which are, you know, the people who are more high spot centric, uh, as opposed to, you know, since NXT was, you know, came about, you know, you did have some guys who could do uh, high spots, you know, like a Seth Rollins, Tyler right. Black, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but they weren't focused on that. You know, right. um, you know, Ricochet spends more time in the air than he does on his feet. So, you've got... That's true. You know, so, 
and and Matt Riddle, if you've seen him work, um, or you saw his match against Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. uh, you know that's al- almost the same is true with him. Um, yeah. You know, um, but also Matt Riddle has a legit pedigree. Yes, he does. So, and that's another thing that they like. Um, the only thing that I could see holding him back is his size. He's, yeah, he's kind of he's, he's thin. Yeah, keep in mind he he fought at 170 pounds. Right, so it's a cruiserweight division. I mean, right. Need all the help but who's but but who gets big being a cruiserweight besides like Rey Mysterio? Uh, Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami's big. I'm sorry. I love he Hideo Itami, but let's not let's not call him big. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, Itami's Itami's a, 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 a great worker but he had hardly call him a star in fact yeah. i think if you if you walked up to most of the people at ppnl uh next sunday and we're like hey what do you think of hiteo Tommy? they'd be like i'm sorry god bless you <laughs> yeah they, he, he's the biggest ball drop they ever had they should have never changed his name he should True. be kenta and he should have just been a badass but that that's all true, Ray. That's a great point. But no, it's a Tommy. I think a lot of that goes down to his size because once they're like, okay, he's through NXT. What do we do with him? All this food on two hundred five live, you know. And now, I mean, they're not even getting their raw spot like they used to. So now, if you want to see him, you got to go out of your way to see him. You know. Yeah, nobody watches two hundred five, maybe except for Matt. But uh, hey. 205 is entertaining. I, and there are people who watch 205. Um, what, what was the it, name of them? It's consistently one of their lower weekly rated weekly shows that they have. But it's also not like they are. I mean, you feel like they're giving up on it, but I think part of what, what is successful is also what you push. And Vince has never been one to push the little guys uh, with a very few exceptions. And I don't think he ever truly will because he is not a spot happy guy. He's not, you know, about guys flying around the ring. He's about, you know, the heavy on the storytelling, which I can understand. I want a lot of story. I don't always want to see a big spot fest. And if you're going to give me spot fest, there needs to be story to it. Um, so I can understand that mindset, but I, I enjoy, I, I love watching, I love watching Cedric work. I love watching Mustafa work. Um, I love watching Leo Rush work. I really hope they don't re- regulate him only to a manager on Raw because that would be a true waste of his talent. Well, here here's the problem, and, and this is exactly what went wrong with 205 Live. When they did the Cruiserweight Classic, they presented it as a legitimate sports contest. They they held it full sale. They did it like it was you know, almost like a UFC style presentation. Hey, this guy's from here and this guy's from here and this is their strengths. And they did the intros and yeah, they, they did the tailor the tape and everything. And, and it, there was no story. There was no gimmick to it. It was just an athletic contest. And, and these guys were wanting to win because they went, because they wanted to be the best. When they gave us 205 live, all of a sudden there had to be silly stories. And the people who were fans of the Cruise Break Classic did not want that. And so they tune in for a few weeks and they realize, wait, there's just going to be this stupid, you know, goofy Alicia Falls instead of hard hitting action. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, this isn't what I want. And they tuned out. 
Yep, they WWE-ified it. And, and, and so, yeah, and so, well, Vince is going, all right, well, they don't want, want my product, so I'm just going to keep giving it to them. And if they don't want it, well, we just won't push it. We'll just, you know, hang on to whatever we own the network. But it's, it, but, you know, it, it's just a classic case of, you know, Vince has said it more times than, than I can say, you know, fans don't know what they want. I know what they want. And, no, the fans do know what they want. So when so when Vince says that, um, how does Johnny Gates back him up? Oh, gee, boss, you're so right. Gosh, you really know what the fans want. They want arms like yours, boss. Gosh, they're so big and vascular. Wow, did you get a haircut today, Vince? Hair looks so nice. That's a nice suit, too. Do you need me to polish your car today? <laughs> well done, Johnny. We'll get you some uh, chapstick for those lips. Well, looking at balmy butt is all I need for chapstick. I'm sure it is. Well, speaking of butts, somebody who ran through a lot of butts in Batista recently released a video that was on YouTube. Oh, I thought we were going to start talking about Nikki Bella. <laughs> no, why? Why would we do that? She botches those too. Every move she does, she botches. Mm. But, I said uh, Nikki, not Brie. Hey, she's her and Bobby. They, they, they both suck. They both suck. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. Uh, but Batista has a video on YouTube where he blames the business for ruining his marriage. Yeah, it, it was the business, business that put his pee pee in all those other women. Right. Yeah, the yeah. business said, um, now, Dave, you need yeah. to go bang Melina. And uh, Dave, your wife's got cancer. That means you need to go bang this broad and this broad and this broad because the business says so. Yeah. Look, if if you cheat on your woman or your man or whoever, if you cheat, there's only one reason. Because you wanted to. It wasn't because of the business. And if he and if he was in the business and the business was putting him in these situations, he could have left the business. He could have stopped hanging out with the people he was hanging out with. He could have stopped doing a million other things, but he didn't. First time he did, he could have said, no, I don't need, I shouldn't be doing this, but he didn't. You know, the thing was he enjoyed it while he was doing it. He even made it to an angle on TV. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 you know, and, and it was, you know, disrespectful. And the thing is, is, you know, Batista is a guy who, who made more out of the, the business than he should have gotten. Oh, hundred percent. You know, um, he had a great look. Um, he had, um, you know, he got over in, in 06. Um, and it was a brilliant turn when they did it. Um, it was great when they did it. Uh, Triple H made him look like a million bucks. Um, and he had, um, a certain charisma at that time, but then he got lazy. Um, he got sloppy. He was injury prone. Yes. And, 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 and John Morrison watch. So that was a little creepy. And, and then he, you know, uh, he got a big head. He, and he, and when he, and he got unmotivated and then he basically walked away right about the time he's still champion. Yeah. And he's, you know, and says, I, I don't want to do this. I'll have poo poo face. And he, and he goes and, and then he tries to become, uh, a, a, a MMA fighter, and if you've ever seen his his fight, that's was terrible. 
he he's fighting an overweight guy who's who's like ten and twenty, and 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 and, and, and the guy falls on top of him and and basically. One because the guy ran out of energy and he ended up on top of him. Dave barely yeah. won that fight. Yeah. It was horrid. And then, you know, and he's done well for himself in acting, and that's great. And I enjoy him in Gardens of the Galaxy. I don't you know, know how he's yeah. he's a worse actor than Hogan. I don't understand how he's great in Guardians. He's, he's great, great. Yes, he is. He's, he's great in Guardians. Great. He's, he's great in Guardians. For what he's, he's supposed to be he's, playing. He's, He's he's better as Drax and Chris Evans is as Captain America. So, oh, people go fight you for that one. <laughs> wow! Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a list of, of of ten actors, and I can pull ten more out of my butt that's better than Chris Evans. So, wow! But, um, yeah. I think he's terrible as in everything. Um, I don't. That's, I don't think he's that good. Of, I don't think he's a good Drax. He was horrible in uh, Spectre. Uh, he's he, he's he can't act. You're I mean, the person who saw Spectre. Yeah. No, I See, Ray saw it too. No, no, I didn't think he was bad. I, I thought he was pretty good. I think he makes a great like henchman villain. He's he's got a great look for it, but he can't act. Well, Man he cannot act. Couldn't, he couldn't wrestle either, but he was the world champion. Well, there's a difference between when Vince McMahon is pushing you and how everybody is making you look good to where you have to deliver your lines and you have to deliver and look imposing. And he just can't sometimes. All he needs, what he needs is his entrance music back. He, he, no, he, entrance music, then people will hey, pop. He had a great entrance. Yeah, when so he I, was I, loved, I loved his and, entrance, especially his, shooting the lasers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was hype. He, he, yeah. and, and I find him entertaining as Drax. Like I said, I find him more entertaining as Drax than Johnny Storm playing Captain America. So, yeah, I, well, I nobody think saw Captain, that Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, no one, yeah, no one wants to remember that. I would have to disagree. With no, 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 nobody saw the 2015 Fantastic Four movie. People actually I saw the 2005 Fantastic Four movie. But we all want to forget all of the Fantastic Four movies. They both really sucked because they're all terrible. Unless we forget the Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer that was the sequel to it, because that one actually earned a sequel. I didn't, I didn't forget it, but I try to block it out as well because that was terrible. Because, because keep in mind that the first one actually earned enough money to generate a sequel. It had enough star power to generate a sequel because it had Chris Evans and Jessica Alba in it, and Michael Chris. Chris Evans wasn't a star at the time. It he was, wasn't a it big was, star, but he had was, a name. People knew it was him. it was Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis that got the, the, that because Michael Chiklis was huge coming off the Shield. Was yeah. the Shield was still hot at the time? It's one of the highest shows on cable. Yeah, but I mean, but keep in mind though, but talking about like Batista, but like Batista, he was living the life at the time, and now he's old and lonely, and he regrets his marriage breaking up. I thought he's married now. Then okay. he is. He's got a new wife. He's got but, a new wife. But he probably looks back and goes, "Hey, maybe I shouldn't let that one go." Yeah. Well, I know he doesn't walk alone right now. So. <laughs> well, you know, this one gets sick. He has cancer. He might walk alone and go to somebody else again, just because you know that's that's the type of guy he is. Yeah. What's Kelly Kelly doing these days? Everybody. Still. Yes. Oh, savage. Okay. We should, we should, we really just need to have video posts of Matt's reactions to our comments. <laughs> That's what the Patreon is for. If we ever, I mean, I mean, all you can see is nostrils, but still. 
They are some sexy nostrils. Don't hate. All right, so we're we're running we're running close to our runtime here. Let's us uh, take a moment for JT to pull out the woo. Oh, I don't want to say. Oh, oh I, th- I thought that's what he meant too, but I think he actually means this here. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Well, he well, you think he's got that big of a woo? Come on now. He doesn't have a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> <laughs> well, given what my secondary job is right now, I'm not going to comment on that any further. But uh, did they drop you from being a fluffer? Uh, I was talking about the job at the church, sir. Well, that's an important one. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to entice your your juvenile comments there, but I'll send you a list of references later. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to verify those. You can verify those. That's your job. All right, so, so here is the first thing I am unboxing. This is the Hall of Fame ring. Oh, did Ric Flair propose to you? No, but according to Cornette, I'm married to Bill Apter now. Oh, that's right. That's right. If, if you... It says 2K19, and it's got Ric Flair's autograph in it. Okay. Well, if you missed the uh, last week's episode, JT decided to uh, show share with us a little bit of his experience at Keystone Comic Con, where he and Bill Apter cutely shared a cheesesteak. And, and according to Cornette, that actually makes us merry now. And hey, this ring actually fits me. Yes, it does. Wow. Yeah. So JT it looks like, like it looks like you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. where everybody else can get into too. Well, Maybe one day we'll all be except for demolition. Yeah. And the next thing, there's the Funko Pop. I was wondering where you get to that one. Why is the other? Uh, I don't want the sunglasses on. Well, that was the look he had back then. Yeah, yeah but the two minutes into a promo, he'd take them off. Like. Well, there's other Funko Pops of Flair without that. And they're advertising on the back of this, the Triple H Skull King, the Mr. McMahon Funko Pop. Boy, that's going to be a big seller. Uh, You know what? I would actually have Vince's Funko Pop. I go front. I love Vince. Sergeant Slaughter, Kurt Angle, and and Asuka. No thanks. Nobody ready for Asuka Funko Pop. Nobody buy Funko Pop. Uh, Dude, come on. Tons of people buy Funko Pop. Why are you front? Not Oscars. I would buy. I like Oscar. That's my girl. She ran her course already. Well, well, talk about people who WWE doesn't know how to push on the main roster. Yep. You have a Charlotte it's... picture coming up. Oh. Ray, you haven't already. Have you already worn out your uh, ESPN body issue? You mean the magazine where Charlotte showed that she has no cakes? Where she showed she was really a dude. But anyway. All right. And here is my Ric Flair plaque with the, the robe and the piece of the robe in there. Oh, nice. And now you know a piece of his robe. All the ones that I saw online that people were posting were all the uh, pink robe. This is the blue robe? Yeah, this is the blue robe. The blue row is better. And you can actually see there, if you look at it sideways, 
turn that sideways. And you can see the 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 actually the robe in there. It says made in China on the back. Yes, it does. Why did Trump make this? Probably. It, it, it's funny he's going to like a trade war with him, but with them, but that's where all of his suits are made, like all the Trump wear stuff. Probably, I think so. No, that's no, that's like a documented fact. Like, uh, I'm I wouldn't being, doubt it. Like I'm not being political. That's like a fact. I've always just no, found that amusing. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and, and then of course. The AJ, AJ, no, the phenomenal one, the chant that runs the camp. That's right. The face that runs the place. My man, all five feet nine of fury. Yep, I, I'm going more with five eight and a half based on what I saw. He might have. He might have had lifts in. Doesn't matter. The man can wrestle. I don't care how big he is. And then this is. Super card season four, scan and receive two Ric Flair cards, two Charlotte Flair cards, and one WWE 2K19 card back. Who the hell plays Super Card? I don't uh, know. Lonely people, I guess. Yeah. And, and only wrestling fans. Uh, there's a lot of those. So Batista. Batista no, plays Super Card. Just trying to picture Big Dave sitting at home. Playing Supercard. And then this is the yeah. box itself. Okay, there's Nate on the back. Okay. In the pink robe. There's the sides with a couple small pictures of Nate there. And then him and Charlotte. Are the, him the, and Charlotte. Yep. Him in the retirement robe from my all-time favorite match. Oh, yeah, that was the uh, his entrance at uh, Mania. Yeah. I think that's Ashley. Yep. Mm, that's right. And then, uh, from one of my favorite, favorite flair eras, his 92 run of, she oh. was mine, big man, before she was yours. And then a, a couple program. more there. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. That was the un- unboxing. We'll appreciate that. Yeah, and, no. I, and no, I didn't set it up to play because I, I haven't unboxed it yet, so I haven't taken the hour to load it into Xbox. No, yes. are you going to post a video of you falling asleep playing it? That's that's half the fun. What are you talking about? N- no, because I'm not playing as Roman Reigns, so I'm not going to fall asleep playing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> well, actually, but you may fall asleep because I believe Roman Reigns is the first thing you see. In the menu, have uh, ways to the Superman punch. I'm actually surprised he wasn't on the cover, but well, he will be. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Seth was last year. AJ was this year, and Steve. What was Steve the year before? Yeah, and uh, Rocky the year before that. Yeah, it's weird. I thought Brock was. the year before that. No, okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Rocky was four. The Rock was 14. Brock was 15. Brock, Brock, Brock slash Sting was 15, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Brock and then the Sting of Edition had Sting on the front for 15. Yeah, 14 had Ho- No, 15 had the Hogan Edition. No. Uh, I think 16 had Sting because the Hogan one was, I think 15 was the last one he was in, wasn't it? 
No, um, I, I think 40? 15 was Sting because Sting came out the year after, and I was max. I got 14, and then Sting came out the next year, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I missed it by a year. Yeah, Sting was definitely 15. And I have Hogan in 14. I don't have Hogan in any of my games, and I don't feel bad. <laughs> All right, so we have to get to segment four now that we've unboxed. Let's talk about the book, the the match. Right, so give, give me a fantasy book, JT. Okay, this is one I've been storing up, and this it's going to be a six-man tag match. Okay. On one side, you've got the original Fabulous Freebirds. Okay. Michael P.S. Hayes. Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Buddy Jack Roberts. And on the other side, you have all three members of the Midnight Express. Mm, Lover okay. boy, Dennis Condry, sweet Stan Lane and beautiful Bobby Eaton with Jim Cornette in their corner. Okay. And the stakes will be the world six man tag team championship. I like it. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be a good Southern tag team match. Yes, it's that's that sounds like a very southern, good southern six man tag team match. Okay, that's that's actually that's actually pretty good. I can't knock that one too much. I thought you might like that one. All right, Ray Ray, what you got for me? I was gonna book a dream tag team match that I think would have drew money had they done it right. It would have been eighty seven demolition versus eighty five road war actually eighty six road wars. And I think they they would have had the chemistry had WWE not messed it up because we never really got a real Road Warriors demolition feud. Because right. by the time Legion of Doom was there, it was Smash and Crush, which sucked. Yes. And they were just squashing him at that point because demolition was over. Like, but if it was like 1990, uh, 1987 demolition when they were kicking ass, I think them and the Road Warriors would have been amazing. Or even both teams in 88 when both teams were world tag team champions. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But the demolition is my favorite tag team of all time. So, And I, I feel they never get their just due because everybody always compares them to the Road Warriors when, to me, they were they were similar but different. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of face paint and spikes. Like, would would people be even confused on who's on what team? You know, they've got they've got the red, they've got black on both teams. They're all face painted up, but they're but they're yeah, but the their outfits are completely different, different, though. I mean, yeah, there's face paint, but Demolition had the short trunks and the and the, yeah, little the corset bondage, things you know? on their top. Yeah, they had the the S and M gear, and the Road Warriors had right. the long tights. So I, I don't think it, that would be a, a confusion factor. No. I, I mean, okay. you, 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 didn't, you, you didn't have confusion in, in in JCP when the Road Warriors wrestled uh, Powers of Pain, and they, they both were, were locked. Road Warriors rip right. off. That's true. Okay, okay, I can see that. Um, hmm. I guess I got to throw one out there. Now. And then, and then, and then the Powers of Pain would run in and go, "Axe, smash! You come here." <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. With, uh, wouldn't be like a, I think it would be interesting, not that it would draw a lot of money. Um, but I would really like to see a, uh, an island battle 
the Wild Samoans. Are we going with the Usos? Oh, God. No, no, not against the Usos. Um, oh, against God. against Meng and Barbarian, the faces of fear. I think the four of those men mm-hmm. uh, could really have a extremely entertaining. Now, are we talking about Seek and Afa, or are we talking about the later Wild Samoans? Yeah, I'm talking, talking about, about I'm talking about Afa and Sika mm-hmm. against Haku and and Barbarian. I'm pretty sure that match happened at one point, isn't it? No, no, no. they're from two different eras, really. Yeah, because Afa had already retired, and Sika was on his last legs when, because um, Sika left WWF in '87, and. Um, Haku was still there, but Barbarian was in JCP at the time. Oh, that's true. I think that'd be in a kick-ass match. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or I would have loved to have seen uh, them against uh, the Samoan SWAT team, the head shrinkers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Two? yeah. The, the, the head shrinkers are a very underrated team, in my opinion. But, Especially Samu, he all, he oh, never got the credit he deserved. Everybody talks about Fatu, but I was I was always a Samu guy. Well, Fatu had the charisma, you know, that that Samu just didn't have. Especially since you know he wanted to make a change. So, last segment, top ten entrance themes. So we had another. Yeah, poll. I fixed your poll for you the other day, buddy. I I think you broke the poll because you know. Uh, why are you guys playing with the other's polls? Because the polls are good. Hey, by the way, really quick, talking about playing polls, did you see the the, the Bushwhacker uh, rib video that was posted from WrestleMania 5, I believe it was? No. It's been going, it's it's an old video, but it's been going viral where, and apparently it's something the Bushwhackers did. I think it's, I think it's Bush, Butch, gets picked up by Raymond Rougeau for a body slam. And when he gets picked up, instead of posting on the leg, like you normally do for a body slam, especially back in those days, he posts on Ray's package, gives him a couple tugs and takes the slam and Ray doesn't sell it. But somebody posted a video of it slowed down where you can see him just reach over and grab him, give him a few tugs while he's in midair, you know, and then take this lamb and Ray Rougeau just goes about it like it's the most normal thing to have a Kiwi, you know, playing with his Kiwi. And it's been going around Twitter of late. Oh, that's the bushwhackers for you. Yeah. All right, so we've got our, our list here. No, 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 no opinion or, or comment on that beyond the. Well, I mean, there's so much you could say about some sheep herder from New Zealand pulled on your wee wee, but I mean, come on, uh, that's a thought I don't yeah, want to have in my head. We could go on but, that for hours, but 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 yeah, but uh, apparently people were up in arms and saying that's sexual harassment. He was molesting Raymond Rougeau. Well, let me ask you this: how would uh, how would Vince Russo put that over, bro, bro, bro? He picks you up. And when he gets you up in the air, you crank him out. You crank him out like you mean it. And you're working with Val Venus. So you got to really move your arm up and down a lot. Bro, bro, this will get over. This is what people want to see, bro. Bro, you just reach out. When, when he gets you up and you're upside down, 
in fact, try to get your face near it. That'll really that that's what people want to see. That's what people want. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Vince Russo. All right. So our top 10 list is as follows. Now, again, this is a fan voted list, and I want to thank everybody who voted from Cheek Nation community, from Turnbuckles Tyson Theology again, and from the Nation of African-American Wrestlers. And from the Nation of Domination. And from the Nation of Domination. And from DX. From DX? Of course, because they're over. So at number 10, we have a tie, actually, at number 10. We have The Rock and The Ultimate Warrior. Which version of the rock song did we ever? The only one that matters. Does the, the Hollywood one? The no. Hollywood do you smell what the rock yeah. is cooking? No, the Hollywood one was the best one. Oh. Yeah, it's cooking, cooking. No. That that Hollywood intro was the best thing. It was the most pretentious, over the top thing. I loved it. In fact, I I I always reset at least one of the rocks because you know how WWE Two K always has like twelve rocks in it. Yes. I always reset at least one of the rocks intros to that one. Oh my god. Yeah. Um coming in at a number nine. Well actually not not number yeah. Coming in at a number whatever. Number nine. nine. Number nine. Uh, number nine. nine. Number nine. Is, uh, yeah, nine again. Is uh the undisputed era. Anything post Jim Johnson kind of sucks, but I mean it's a dope <laughs> song, but I'm a big Undisputed Era fan, but I, I can't agree with that. Yeah, all. it's, it's, it's yeah. too young. Yeah, too new. Um, Same as why I wouldn't vote for the Revival and for, like, best tag team ever. I love the Revival, but they're just too new. Exactly. Yeah, and their theme song is pure shit. But that's, yeah. That's all right, so next we've got uh, Chris Jericho breaking the walls down. And then we've got the NWO. Wait, NWO is, like, seven? Yeah. What? Then we've got HBK Steam Music, followed by DX, and then followed by Triple H at number four, Flair at number three, Austin at number two. This better be Hogan. And number one, The Undertaker. Wait, Hogan is not on there? Nope. Nobody picked for Real American. Sorry. Come on. This, this seems very skewed. Again, I, this is fan voted. Hogan seems Hogan wrong. got a total of between three groups. Hogan got a total of nine votes. So Hogan and Warrior are not on there, which they have. Oh, no, Warrior was tied for 10. Uh, was he? Yeah. And and I, I'd say I like Real American better. I'm no Hogan fan, but, you know, uh, Real American was a great song, and it wasn't even originally his song anyway. So. No, that was uh, Wyndham and Rotundo's song. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We're glad to have Ray back from rehab. And next week, we will hopefully, if he stays out of trouble with his parole officer, he'll be back again with us. Matt has to go get his shrub cut tomorrow, otherwise known as his hair. I am allegedly supposed to be cooking some chili soon. Ray, do you have any parting words? Matt had to take another poop. Uh, he's going to go put that toilet in the hall of pain. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I guess my parting words to uh, Matt's toilets. What you going to do, brother? So, that's all for me. All right. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, 
whether it is for uh, just to hear our incoherent rambling or to catch up on opinions, uh, follow us on the Jeep Nation uh, page on Facebook. Until next week, thanks for joining us here on Breaking Ring Rust. Otherwise known as what didn't happen on Wednesday. <laughs> we'll see you, and hopefully Matt will have replaced his toilet by then. We can only hope. We just get a little logo there. Oh, that's a picture of Ray in front of a giant star. I told you Ray wasn't off somewhere doing drugs. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're the one who said you had a Percocet addiction.